Hi folks, um, Phil here at the Sports Babble. Uh, this is uh, the third episode of the Babble Screen um, we're about to bring um, to you. Myself and Steve O'Rourke sat down uh, this morning. It's the 5th frith, frith? of June. Um, it's half eight currently. But we sat down this morning around 10 o'clock and recorded this episode. The Babble Screen is something we've set up where, I'm sure you know if, you haven't, if you've listened already, where we're going to talk about the NBA and the NFL and possibly Major League Baseball and NHL down the line. But this week, um, it's not really been about that. It's We've more been um, engrossed, really, in what's been happening in America um, around the Black Lives Matter movement, the protests, um, Turnip, President Turniphead and his reactions to his own people, um, police brutality, police murder, the murder of George, George Floyd, obviously. Um, so we've both been affected by that. Annoyed by it, angered by it, upset by it, um, and then on the other hand, we've both been proud of how um, people we watch and adore and listen to, or um, watch play sports or whatever week in week out, and um, how they've make us made a stand for it. Um, so we wanted to talk about that, and I understand how this looks, or obviously listens because it's a podcast, um, uh, to middle class, um, uh, white hurry, bearded uh, fathers talking about middle-aged, I don't know, is 31 middle-aged? I don't know, um, talking about um, racism when we've never experienced it before in our lives. And But I think it's important that we all speak up on it if you want to speak up on it and you want your voice to be heard and you want to help and you want to um, get involved. And I think this is what we want at the Sports Bible. We want to get involved in these things and see what we can to help. And I don't think it's enough to just post a black square on social media uh, equally if, if that's how you want to start and what you want to do then go ahead and do it um so yeah I, we wanted to use this podcast this week to talk about this steve has wrote written um numerous articles on the colin kaepernick story and how he was blackballed by the nfl for taking a knee um so we wanted to get into that a little bit as well and then obviously yesterday it was sort of announced officially that the nba is coming back so we touched on that towards the end just on this next topic we want to speak on um i feel very strongly with this that if if um if you don't care what's happening in america or what's happened to george floyd and, and your rhetoric back to someone that does care is why do you care then there's you need to have a look a serious look at yourself um this isn't just an issue about what's happened in america this is an issue worldwide and um, we do need to get involved we need to help um, and as white people um, we need to listen too you know and um, we need to take stuff in and we need to educate ourselves so um, that's just what I'm going to start doing I'm not going to tell you to do that it's up to you um, I'm not. I'm just a podcaster from County Down that um, hosts a little podcast and, and likes to say whatever he wants to say so yeah um this is coming up next with uh, myself and Steve on the Black Lives Matter movement, the death of George, the police murder, sorry, of um, George Floyd, and um, also how we think we can help and maybe how, if you want to, you can help too. Um, just before I go, because I always ramble on in these intros, um, make sure you check everything out on the Sports Babble across all our socials at the Sports Babble. Uh, it's on Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram, Brent does a brilliant job running all those. I do my best to try and wreck them whenever I log in. 
And if you have any questions for any of our podcasts, we had the brilliant Liam Toomey on this week from The Athletic, the Chelsea reporter. We had Andrew Slecht, the Down the Dunks, Oklahoma City uh, Thunder podcaster on um, as well. And we've got stuff lined up next week. So, yeah, really going well at the Sports Babble. We're very excited with how things are moving. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, for getting involved. And long may it continue. Up next, it's the Babble Screen. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Babble. Um, this has been a podcast heavy week here for myself, Brenton and Steve and Johnny. I think this is our fourth one we're doing. Um, I'm joined as always now on our new Babble screen. Um, uh, American sports and American culture, which we're going to talk about today, and American black culture and the absolute uh, chaos and nastiness and, and I don't know the right word, but just the horrors that are coming out of America this week around police brutality and racism we're going to talk about that um today with myself and steve obviously steve wrote um and i, I push it all the time like, i can tell people to read it uh, a brilliant article the quarterback the president and the divided states of america in the 42.ie that's not the only thing you wrote though like you wrote about oh, hello by the way Stephen, as well sorry i got carried away there and i was talking away no it's absolutely fine <laughs> um, <laughs> you, do. You, wrote, you wrote you wrote about colin kaepernick all the times and about how he's been blackballed and you can't people can't see this but steve's wearing that brilliant i'm with cap uh jersey um this morning just like before we get into exactly what's going on in america and how that makes two um white irish dads feel um and i understand people might look at this and say well you're two white people talking about this but we are going we are going to get a guest on hopefully soon that's going to be able to educate us and tell us about what it's been like for them watching this and what it's been like in ireland for them but just on the Kaepernick story first, because obviously he is prominent in this whole thing. What what was it that made you decide that I'm going to have to write this and get stuck in? What was it that was driving you so mad? Um, there was a couple of things. I suppose the, the 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 first part came from a purely football point of view. Like I couldn't sit there and have people tell me that Colin Kaepernick wasn't a good enough quarterback to play play in the NFL. Yeah. Um. And like I was on that from very, very early. I mean, I mean, when you see stuff like the San Francisco 49ers posting a black square to Instagram when, you know, they let Kaepernick walk, a guy who who took, you know, until Jimmy G got them there this year was their first Super Bowl, you know, in a long, long time. Um, and arguably was the MVP of the season that year. Uh, like Colin Kaepernick was, when he was blackballed from the NFL, a easily a top 16 quarterback quite mm-hmm. possibly a top 10 quarterback um and i had lads coming into the comment section who wouldn't know one end of a football from the other uh, telling me that oh he wasn't good enough and the reason they were saying that was because they wanted to justify their racism and that's all people ever want to do they want to find they don't want to admit they're racist they want to find a reason to justify their racism without ever well some people will expressly say that they're racist as we yeah. as we both know but um, a lot of the, the centrists, for example, I've always said centrists are just people who have right wing views but are too ashamed to admit that they do. Um, and you can't be neutral on this by taking no stance. You're taking a stance. You're taking a very deliberate stance. And for me, that's been the biggest thing that's happened kind of recently is that quarterbacks, rich, like white, multi, multi-millionaire quarterbacks who were silent the first time around are now starting to speak their mind. And that's a really positive thing. 
but I just felt so first of all there was the football argument and that's why I, I, I got involved and then you know like when when you I always think we we like our wars and we like our armed struggle and we like our our protest in the past if people ask people who their favourite athlete of all time is and Muhammad Ali comes up all the time yeah. Muhammad Ali was hated because he wouldn't go to the Vietnam War yeah. you know um, but people people talk about him now as if you know he was this great American patriot and I'm what a sports person and you're just going well like lads like you can't praise Muhammad Ali for what he did and criticize Colin Kaepernick for what he did um, I remember early on in this um I interviewed Howard Bryant, the author, who's written a number of brilliant books about black athletes and sport and how the 1980s basically ruined activism in black sports. Uh, and he also wrote a great book on, on how like 9-11 basically militarized sport and, and all aspects of American life. And American life hasn't been the same. You look at how the police, what the clothes they wear now compared to, to, to before. Um, and that all stems from 9-11. But he, he made this really good point that there is there is no acceptable form of protest because people don't want you protesting. Mm-hmm. The people who you're protesting against will never agree with whatever choice you make in terms of your protest. So if it's violent, if it's silent, it doesn't matter. They're not going to agree with you. And likewise for protesters, like I, I don't know how I feel about protesters who are, are, are taking selfies with cops or, 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 or doing anything like that because... Yes, of course there are good cops, but as long as there are bad cops and a few bad, you know, someone used the expression to me the other day and they said, like, imagine we talked about bus drivers the way we talked about cops in the US. Imagine saying, oh, well, there's always going to be a few bad apples who run over their passengers. Like, you wouldn't accept it with bus drivers, so why accept it with cops? Like, so I just got angry because, like, there's, I'd like to think, I'd like to think that, I can never stand in, you know, uh, a, a, a person of colour's shoes, but I can stand beside them because the, if I can be heard. I was, I was, I'm a middle class, white, straight man with access to national media, or at least I did have access to national media in terms of publication. I won the genetic lottery in terms of having a voice. So if I don't use that voice for other people who don't have it, then what the fuck am I doing with myself? Like, it's just, it's pointless having that voice if you don't use it for people who don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started off as a, purely a sport thing and this is a really long winded answer and I'm so sorry to your listeners no, no, keep going. <laughs> but uh, like it started off purely as a sport thing but then it became a human thing and I think that's where it all comes back to like you know if you can't help those less fortunate than you or those who need your help what's the point in being here in the first place yeah it, I, we feel exactly the same like, I, I'm sitting watching this week um, like we both love American sports. We both love American uh, athletes. We both love black American athletes. We love black music, um, black culture. We're both very fond of it. Um, like I talked to Andrew Sleck from Down to Dunks podcast the other night, and I was telling him about how one of my sports heroes is Russell Westbrook. And people that know me will know it's Stephen. It's Stephen Gerrard, and it's Joey Dunlap from Motorbike Racing, and it's Russell Westbrook coming quickly in behind and LeBron James. And these are two I absolutely adore. And I just sitting watching from afar in Ireland. Um, as you said, we're two middle-class, white, straight men, two fathers to th- three boys between the two of us, thinking, like, what can we do here? 
yeah. you know and and I, I like i i did i people i think you jumped in the bandwagon i posted the black square because i thought it was important and i have i'm, I'm really ashamed of this i have one black friend one like that is i look back at myself and think of myself the other night and i was texting you about it i was really disappointed in myself and he lives in atlanta and thankfully like i messaged him as well just to say that you know i hope he's all right because he was doing live video and all and he was surrounded by cops so i was obviously panicking but he is okay and i was thinking i have one black friend i posted the black square this what more can i do what more can i do so yeah. i jumped on petitions you and people have to do this you jump on petitions you donate you start to read myself and sarah sarah my wife is brilliant at this she's more she's quieter than me she'll be you know she she doesn't she won't come out in front or whatever because that's not her thing but she's very very educated she's like we need to get literature in this house that we can read up on this and we can understand and we need to get stuff so when finn's older we can educate him on how to treat people with respect because one of the most disappointing things out of this is that people that i am close to have outed themselves as racist yeah it's been disappointing but also on twitter it has been uh refreshing is not the right word i'm never good with finding the right word but i've been able to delete and unfollow a shit ton of people that i don't need in my timeline now do you know yeah. what i mean and and I'm re- I am disappointed, and I'll never name those people because it's not fair to do that. I will call them out to their face if I see them soon and talk to them about this. But if you are one of these people, that, and you're listening to this, and if you're one of these people that are watching on in America and thinking, um, why do you care? You're a part of the problem. You have to care if innocent people are getting oppressed by a government, oppressed by a, a police gang. Let's be honest. Like There is, uh, there is good policemen and policewomen. But that police force in America is coming across as a militarized gang. That's what it's looking like from here from afar. And if you do not care that a man can be videoed getting suffocated to death, calling out for his his mother who passed. His mother had passed and he was calling out for his mother. And that doesn't annoy you because you think you're not you're getting annoyed because people are protesting in London and they're they're maybe um grabbing your little flag and you're annoyed by that, but you but you're not annoyed that someone was murdered. You're part of the problem and you need to fix yourself. You need to start yeah. fixing yourself. We're not going to get rid of every racist in the world. That's not going to happen. That's no. not going to happen. But we need we need to take over them. Yeah. And um, no, you're, you're right. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it has. It, it's, I think it's made it so much easier. This situation has made it so much easier to spot the people who, no matter what happens, will always put a building or a flag or... Uh, an arm of the government ahead of the lives of other people like as 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 some a friend of mine once said like you know white feelings don't matter when black lives are being lost yeah like it they just don't so if you feel bad about um anything like drew drew Brees is the perfect example just to, to, to tie it back to sport like the absolute horn that guy has for the fucking military and the flag like <laughs> and claim, claims to be a christian and you know i mean i I texted a friend last night and I said, like, look, I haven't bothered God since I fleeced people for 300 quid for my confirmation, you know, but I still know that I'm pretty sure Je- which side Jesus would have been on, in, in yeah. all you know, um, and yet they can't see it. Like, they're so obsessed with military and with, like, this thing about respecting the troops and, and all that. And, like, why? Like, like, why? Like, why? Why respect people whose literal job is to go to other countries, invade them, and kill brown and black people over there? Um, at, at le- you know, whereas the police in the U.S. are killing brown and black people 
at home. Like I just, it annoys me so much that this, and, and the thing is, it was never about that. That was never what the protest was about. It was never about a flag. It was never about an anthem. It was never about the military. You know, even if you respect all those institutions, which, you know, frankly, nationalism is just the bizarrest thing in the world to me. So I don't get it. Um, but like that was just when Drew Brees said that the other day, like he just distracts from what, the, like, how can you watch, as you said, a, a, a black man and, and just the latest in, in far too many plead for his life and think that the riots and the protests and Kaepernick was all about a flag and disrespecting the military and not that, not someone pleading for their life for nine minutes before eventually dying. Like, um, it just is incredibly tone deaf. And even his apology, like people come out, oh, you have to respect him. He came out straight away and apologized. He's going to heal his, his heal his locker room. He didn't apologize. That's not an apology. That's no. I'm sorry. I I tarnished the Drew Brees brand. Was how I read his apology. He wasn't he wasn't apologetic for what he said. He wasn't apologetic for completely underplaying what happens to Black Americans on a daily daily basis. All he was sorry for was that he got caught being tone deaf and damaging the Drew Brees brand. And look, Drew Brees has done a lot of good uh, in terms of donating money to, to people in in around New Orleans, New Orleans after um, Hurricane Katrina and, and, and since then. But why you have to question now why he did it. Like, like what were his motivations? Were his motivations just to build the Drew Brees brand? Or did he actually care? Because five million to Drew Brees is 50 quid to you and I. Like, yeah. it, you know. So and, and and when you have to start questioning people's motivations for charity and, and people always talk about the left and, and progressive people as being woke and being um, performative. But actually, a lot of the Christianity and a lot of the, the, the talk of how good people are on the right is far more performative, as we've seen um, in terms of what they, how they talk about the flag, how they talk about God, how they talk about the military than it ever is on the left. And. And I, I was so happy to see teammates and, and players around the league and especially, especially white quarterbacks telling them to shut up and just listen to what people are saying. Um, that, that to me was, I feel it's always hard in the moment to identify like a swing or, or a culture change, but it feels like there has been, it feels different. Like, does Cap get a job out of it? I I think I spoke to you like on on, on the first time we we, we we talked in the babble screen like about I don't I think he's done like, I think he's done I think it's too far removed in, in terms of his actual football ability, um I, like and I saw things now is the perfect time to sign Colin Kaepernick like he shouldn't be signed as a as a a way to kind of assuage the, the 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 black community or a way to say look aren't we a great bunch of lads he should have should have been signed for his football abilities yeah like that's what he should have been signed for um and he like i i feel like three years out of the league is just too long like i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong and i hope he comes back but when you've Pete Carroll on, on, on his Ringer podcast talking about like how important it is Kaepernick to be in the league like Pete Carroll had a chance to sign Colin Kaepernick for the Seahawks. Yep. And Pete Carroll came out and said it was should have only ever been about football ability. Pete Carroll literally said, you can play for us if you stop your protest. And Kaepernick refused to stop the protest. Yep. So like, it's all well and good being um, telling us how great Kaepernick is and how he deserves a shot. When you literally have a chance to sign the guy, 
and you don't take it because of all the reasons now that shown he was right. Like we've known all along the cap was right. And just because it's it's not a matter of I told you so, it's a matter of doing the right thing. And 32 NFL teams, and I'm putting the Raiders in here as well, because the Raiders, Raiders signed Nathan Peterson when, you know, Nathan Peterson had no business being in the league. Um passed on the chance to do the right thing. Um and I'm I'm really delighted to see Eric Reed who obviously was the most high-profile fellow kneeler with, with Cap, literally calling out NFL teams one by one for their mm-hmm. posts and saying, I have Kaepernick's number, ring him if you want a, a player. Um, I think it's really interesting. You mentioned that like a couple of times that I've 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 written about Kaepernick and it's, it's you know, at one stage my editor asked me to stop writing about him, but like there was always something new to, <laughs> to, 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 to write. And, and the comment, like the comment section were like, it's funny, like the comment section was a really good kind of indication of like Twitter and stuff like that. You'd have like 70% of people were, yeah, Kaepernick has been done over here because they could see the sense in the football argument and the, the political argument. And you had 30% of people who just wanted to be edgelords. Um, and you, like the, the piece, uh, you, I'd forgotten I'd written it, like um, the doing good without God and your week 14 NFL preview from, from two years ago. And it was about the Washington professional football team and um, signing Mark Sanchez instead of Colin Kaepernick. You know, and the point the point I made in the, the piece was that like Mark Sanchez is literally a quarterback whose most famous and defining career moment is running into the arse of another player and fumbling the ball. Um and he got signed. Um the Seahawks signed Austin Davis instead of Kaepernick. Like mm-hmm. the list of mediocre to terrible quarterbacks who have got jobs since should be enough for everyone to turn off the NFL. And it's really difficult for me to kind of sit down on a Sunday and watch the sport and see what's what's been happening off the field to players. Like, like I'd love to see a strike. I really would. Like, I, like where, where are US sports, ice hockey aside, without black athletes? Like, what if LeBron, like, we're, we're going to talk about the NBA and it's coming back. Like, what if LeBron and, and and the rest of the lads decide, you know what, until the police and the US government sort their shit out, we're not playing. Like, mm-hmm. eventually, thing, change will happen because, you know, the the only way, the only, as, you know, Martin Luther King said, you know, riots are the, 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 the voice of the unheard. And you have to sometimes make a statement with your actions. Um, because they're certainly not listening to the likes of LeBron or Eric Reid or Malcolm Jenkins and who are Colin Kaepernick, who are telling them that these things are are affecting people and affecting them. So when do we see a general strike from from these leagues? Because I think it would be an amazing statement to make. Um, people putting their actual livelihoods, their actual cash on the line to go. Do you know what? We're comfortable, but so many of our fellow people aren't. Um, and, and let's make a stand. So I think there's more to this. I think there's more to come. Um, it's just, it does feel though like we, we've reached a tipping point and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully coming out with a better society on the other end. It's interesting you talk about LeBron because anyone that's listened to one of our previous shows know he's our, our GOAT. And I think when you put, when you call on someone the greatest athlete of all time, um, you have to include like what they do away from the sport. It's not the greatest player of all time. It's in how he plays on the court or the field or the pitch or whatever. It's athlete and what he does away. And LeBron James, 
wow. Like he, every day he is at the front of this. Jalen Brown as well from the Celtics. And there's a brilliant piece on the um, the Athletic by Marcus Thompson who talks about Jalen Brown and how he chose to go to Berkeley because he wanted to educate himself and he wanted to be, he was more interested in things that were going on and black history and black culture. He wanted to get involved. And just players that got that are coming through, Trey Young that went back to home to Oklahoma and led a protest. This is all brilliant stuff coming out. It's sort of, you're hoping that it empowers them. It is interesting you said as well about a strike because, and we're talking about Colin Kaepernick being blackballed. Well, I didn't actually know this until I listened to the No Dunks podcast uh, during the week. Craig Hodges was blackballed from the NBA. Um, and it seems to be, and correct me if I'm wrong here, like, or somebody can come on and correct us after, it seems to be nobody stood up for him. In the early nineties, you would not get that now in in the NBA. And this is not us saying oh, the NBA is better than the NFL. We're not going to create that argument. Like you, you can have your own opinion on this when you're listening to it. But the the that would not happen now in the NBA. It might happen, and it, it obviously does. Sorry, it happens in the NFL. And 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 you're right. Like it is great now to see these quarterbacks coming out. Aaron Rodgers, especially, and, and everyone knows I'm not a massive Aaron Rodgers fan, but he's coming out. Where were they a couple of years ago? You have to ask that. That's not being a dickhead about the thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where were you two, three years ago when, when he needed you the most? You know, these people, that yeah. not, like Joe Burrows was different because he's a new, brand new quarterback into the league and his first chance to strike the iron and he whacks it, he two-foots it and he stands up straight away, which is very impressive. But I was just sort of taken aback that, um, like, Craig Hodge is blackballed and not one of those Bulls players said a thing. And, and like, yeah. and, I'm not, and, and fair enough, like, they maybe couldn't, or maybe that wasn't the, the time to do it. I don't know what was going on, but it just seems to have been forgotten as well. That nothing was done about it. It was a real strange thing to read about and hear about, especially when that Bulls team were the team of a of an era. Yeah, I think one of the things that like it 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 people don't want to talk about it when you you bring up the Jordan Lebron kind of conversation. But like, if you think about, you know, he was twice. Was he back? You know, three time back to back um three point contest winner uh one of the best scorers on that bulls team for the first two championships and all he did was hand a letter to george w bush at the second ring ceremony in the white house to say look i think we need to treat black and minority people better within a few days he got a phone call from jerry Krause to say he wouldn't be on the bulls team anymore and then he never played in the nba again like i mean can you imagine lebron doing a teammate dirty like that and leaving him hanging um, for 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 a protest, and this is you know the the Jordan line about Republican you know Republicans buy sneakers too. Um, I I I I really wish you know as as much as I love the Last Dance, like they really needed to get into that sort of shit because like, and this the the Harry Bryant um stories and books I was telling you about earlier. That's what it gets into. This is because we know activism is such a prevalent part of sport now. You know stories, um, stories like Craig Hodges just seem so weird to us. But that was the eighties. That was the nineties. People yeah. didn't, um, um, engage in activism. But yeah, I think that's that's a very great, uh, worthy point to bring up because, you know, you look at someone like Steve Kerr who then joins that Bulls team, uh, for the second three uh, championships or whatever. And 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 his approach to activism, his approach to you know player power and and and, and helping minorities, um, and it's just so different. Um, but yeah, you, you're right, and I think there's like if 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 people listening want to go off and and, and read about Hodges, I think it's well worth doing because 
it's almost worse than it's as if Kaepernick had to start taking a knee after winning back to back Super Bowls uh, and then never played again. You know, it's it for Hodges, it's almost worse um, how he was treated. And again, you know, we said last week about Jerry Krause maybe didn't get enough credit for what he did. This was absolutely the worst moment of Jerry Krause's career. Yeah. But you can imagine that the call came from above him, both within the league and outside the league. And that's not to defend him at all. Um, but it just shows, I think, the differences between athletes in the early 90s and athletes now, because there's no way LeBron let something like that fly. Absolutely nah. no way. I don't think, to his credit, Adam Silver would let it fly. And that, that, that isn't a, a dig at David Stern or anyone that was there. As you said, that was the 80s and the 90s and whatever. I, I don't even think David Stern would would, um, would let it fly now. Like, obviously, the, when he passed, there was, so, there was such an outpouring for him because he done such a wonderful job. But... Adam Silver certainly that would not nah he would just be like nope we're not doing this we know yeah and I do think as well just to touch on soccer we saw some soccer players at Jaden Sancho and um Turam at uh, is he at Cologne I think um or Munchen Gladbach so Ronan usually comes on the show will be able to correct me on that but um they've been making protests and when they've scored goals with their t-shirts and um taking a knee or whatever and it was. Even though I'm not the biggest fan and they are sharp dickheads, FIFA to come out and say, no, we're not going to get involved here. We're going to allow our... This could be a moment now where we we are we do allow athletes to start making a stand and you don't... It isn't depressed. It isn't cut back. It isn't shut down. They're given more of a voice. And I know, like, it's horrible that a man and... Um, women and other men have died recently in the last couple of months in America. Um... For this to happen, and that that should never have happened. But if one good thing comes out of it now that people are allowed to be given a voice, and this comes out of it, then at least, at least like their families will be able to see it. they weren't just we didn't lose them in vain, and their memories are always yeah. going to be kept. And like the video of Stephen Jackson, I love all the smoke. His podcast with um, yeah. what he called Matt Barnes, and it was Stephen Jackson holding um George Floyd's daughter on his uh, shoulders and her saying daddy changed the world like I had to put my phone down because I was just in bits I think it didn't help that Finn was beside me like but um baby yeah. Finn but it's just like yeah it's just hard to watch um one of the things we're going to do here at, at home me and Sarah as I said we're going to get some literature for Finn and whoever if we have more babies uh, for them to read and afterwards like what like what do we do as fathers here like like I like to think I'm blowing smoke up my own ass, but I know you. Like I would listen to a lot of what you say because I respect and appreciate what you come across, and I'd like to carry myself the way you do, Steve. And I hope that doesn't embarrass you in the podcast. But what do we do then, as fathers? Like, how do we make sure our boys respect each other and respect friends and respect people of color and respect people of backgrounds? Like, what is it we do now? I I think. I think our kids have a better start than we do. I mean, I grew up in yeah. in 1980s small town Ireland, and my school was 99.9% white Irish, whereas Teddy, across two classes of senior infants, I think there's 22 nationalities. Nice. Um, so it's, you know, race and discrimination, you're not born with it. Like, it's completely taught. So it's down to your respect as parents like my parents the one thing they always instilled in me was treat people like you'd like to be treated yourself and that's like i don't know what else you need to do like Mm. um after that like we're we're 
Amy and I were having a conversation the other night about um like you know we do need to start talking to Teddy about it because it's he he picks up on what's on the news you know he's six and a half he 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 listens you know we try to avoid the news when he's in the room because it without context some of it can be quite scary and hard to understand um like but I think that it will. We, we were talking about ordering, like, there's kids' books that are specifically about Martin Luther King and, yeah. you know, uh, about female scientists like Marie Curie and Rosa Parks as well. There's another book. So there's all these people who change the world. And I think if you can see, it's, it's just a bit, like, it's that casual kind of making sure that not, like, if, you know, I see it all the time, like, you know you walk in or you're watching a tv show and and everybody on it is white and you're going that's not reflective of ireland in in 2020 like you know so it's our job as parents i think to do better so that the the shows he watches the the movies we watch the the books we read that they have people from all sorts of backgrounds gay straight and um, black white male female and 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 everything else and then it just normalizes. Then I think it's the othering of people that 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 happens in certain areas where, like, and you know, like you're based in the north, you know that better than I do in terms of othering people, um, and <laughs> and like you know, I like I, I feel like I'm 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 uh, north explaining to you right now, but <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, like. There are what would you call it border spining? I don't know. Um, but like you know, there's this there's this idea that like strip away uh, strip away the skin, and ultimately we're all made up of like blood and bones and a soul and or whatever it is that drives our consciousness. And like we all have the same worries. We all probably you know worry about our kids and you know. Uh, worry about work and and dream of 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 better lives for the people coming after us. So why not just embrace that and 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 normalize it? And you know, it sounds grandiose and it sounds hard, but like you know, if you and I can end up this way, then there's no reason why everyone else can't end up this way. And you know, you and I can end up this way coming from a background of ninety nine point nine percent you know white friends in school growing up because that was the nature of Ireland you know then um then there's no reason why kids who are growing up with you know friends from all around the world uh, in their class can't can't be even better than we are yeah it's I, 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 we're obviously Finn's only 14 odd weeks old so as you said Teddy's six and a half and you're right he will be picking up on that and Teddy's, as you say, starting watching basketball and stuff and different things. He's picking up on all that. So he's going to soon know about culture and different things. So it, it is going to be an interesting time for the boys and, and, and whatever come along. Like, And I re- I just, I hope I do it right for Finn anyway. Yeah. Like, um, I will try my very best for him. Like, I, I, Just before we move on to chat about, because the NBA is back and I've been off, me and Andrew slacked talk about it the other night, we're both buzzing for it, but it was hard for both of us to be buzzing as well because of what's going on, like he's based in Oklahoma too and there have been protests there, um, thankfully they haven't been among the worst for him, um, I know he's been deeply upset about it and he, he's obviously like us, he wants change and different things, but I do a good analogy that I sort of heard, and it was a massive analogy so I'm going to break it down, if your neighbour's house is on fire, if my neighbour's house is on fire, I would want to go and help them put out their house rather than dab down mine. 
Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, now, that, now, that analogy was a massive analogy, and I just cut it down because I couldn't be bothered reading it all out to everyone. Like, But I just saw it on... I remember, Sarah saw it on Instagram, was reading it out. I mean, it just that's the key point I put, took from it. If, if our neighbour's house was on fire, I wouldn't stand and just start hosing my house down. I yeah. would go and help them. You know, yeah. and I, I, like, I can't tell you, people listening to this how to think, but I just sort of... That's how I would do it. Uh, if it's the way you would do it, brilliant. If it's not, then... Check yourself out. <laughs> um, yeah, but if, if it's not, then don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and like I don't care if people turn off. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, I, and I don't care if someone comes at us and says stick to sports because shove that up your bangle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just before yeah. we move on, sports and politics are a great mix. They mix perfectly together. You need to understand that they mix perfectly together and they're they can be used as a brilliant tool together. Um, the NBA is coming back, Stephen. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, now, there's no warriors, right? So no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, you've had a, you've had a successful period, and you know what yeah. Steve Kerr is going to do. He's going to come back. You're going to win it again. We all know that's yeah. going to happen. Um, who are you most looking forward to watching when they return? And just on it, 22 teams coming back. Um, 13 from the west. 13 from the west. Nine from the east. So Washington need to have a big run. You're going to play eight. Um, regular season games to try and determine uh, seeds. Uh, if if the eighth place team is with, is within four games of the ninth place team, there'll be a play-in tournament, which would be interesting. But who are you most looking forward to watching coming back? What what team do you think you, you you're going to sort of tune into? I feel like I feel like it's absolutely set up for the Lakers and LeBron <laughs> because. You know, one of the concerns coming into this season was, you know, LeBron, could he do a full season? You know, obviously last year was his worst in terms of injuries that he's ever had in his career in terms of missing games and things like that. Um, and I think just the idea of, like, basically a basketball blitz to to, to win the NBA yeah. title absolutely suits an older player like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's really interesting. I do think someone like New Orleans, who are kind of, you know, one of those teams that are going to make the cut, but aren't obviously in the playoff spots at the moment, is a really interesting watch as well. Um, because I feel like more than ever, it's kind of set up for a team lower down the seeding to make a run as well. Um, so it's New Orleans, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix and Washington. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I do think they're... I think it's just going to be chaos. And, you know, you know from conversations with me that, like, chaos is my favourite thing in the world. Like, anything that anything that throws up um, the, the the possibility of not just the one seed playing the one seed um, is good in my book. So that's kind of what I'm excited to look looking forward to. Like, what about you? Well, just before we move on, if you love chaos, you should ask Oli Gunnar Solskjaer to sign Dejan Lovren. I'll just put that out there. Um, because he he brings the chaos. Um, I'm looking for. I, I'm back. I, okay, see, we're we're on a good run. Um, I think it'll benefit us a little bit because at the minute we're due to play the Jazz. They've lost uh, Bogdan um, because of uh, he's away to get uh, surgery on his is it Achilles I think or is it his wrist? He's away to get surgery, so he's out for the season. Obviously, uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell had a bit of a fallout, so it's inter- it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic is. So I think, yeah, set up, Chris Paul will be rested, Stephen Adams will be rested, Gallinari will be rested. I think we'll go definitely past the first round. 
I'm looking forward to seeing how the play-in stuff works, if teams do manage to catch up on the 8th place seed and what happens there. Um, but I really hope, if it's not us, OKC, obviously, uh, in the finals, I hope it is Giannis against LeBron. Yeah, I think, the, I, think the... I think sports would uh, really appreciate that if it's those two going at each other for seven games. Yeah, I'd love to see that as well. I think that you're you touched on the the, the eight seed and the play in thing. You know, the whole idea of like team A only has to win one game, but team oh. B has to win two games. Like Nuts. that to me is just fantastic. Like, um, but yeah, LeBron and 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 Janice would be like a phenomenal finals, I think. And possibly the finals we would have gotten anyway um but i just think that it's a refreshed lebron uh, and a lakers team um it's just hard to see past them at this stage given given what we we've seen um and like you know for the, the the lottery teams i think it's great that you can start planning you know they're probably getting they can put more resources into drafting than they've ever been able to do before uh, which I think is 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 obviously going to be really beneficial for them too. Um, so I think I'm glad it's back. Um, it's it's I'm really looking forward to seeing live basketball again, and but also seeing how this works because I wonder. Now we talked last week about the idea of moving away from conferences in terms of playoffs. I know you know a couple of people came at us on Twitter saying, "Oh, well, what you know like." I love seeing bad teams get into playoffs, which is such a Liverpool sporting attitude to have. Um, <laughs> but it, sorry, no, um, I'm just messing with you. Uh, I just think that, like you know, if 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 we want to see great playoff basketball, let's just get, regardless of conference, the 16 best teams in there. And I think this gives us an opportunity to kind of test that a little bit. Yeah, and one of the big one of the big things in the world of, of of business is you know something called A/B testing, where you do two completely opposite things, you see which one has the the best effect. You rarely get to do that in sport, but this season is so unique. We get we get this chance for basketball to to try it. And part of me wishes that the 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 NFL season was curtailed a little bit as well, so to you know to maybe that was just the you know, let's say, for example, in the, the the twelve best teams across the entire thirty-two, rather than east or rather than uh, conferences or divisions or anything like that. But I don't think we will, unfortunately, the way it's going to play out. So, I uh, for me, it's just going to be fascinating, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with no home court advantage. Uh, in a seven series game because obviously if you play the four games at home in a seven series you have a phenomenal advantage yeah um so that again it just adds to the the chaos of it all and it's just going to be just beautiful to see i think yeah we're both i think everyone involved in the nba is very very excited for this return i do think as well like the way things have gone and the way lebron has been i can see him being untouchable he has that in him Like where he'll just be like, you know, I am the greatest, and you're not gonna touch me. And I can see him being untouchable. I could also see Kawhi Leonard though, <laughs> um, and that Clippers team, uh, really putting it up to the Lakers in the in the finals in the conference finals. So yeah, it's gonna be it's it's really exciting. It's gonna be really interesting. More will come out in the next couple of days. We have like 14 months now, Steve, of NBA content to talk about. There've been drafts, lottery picks, free agency. Amazing, isn't it? Trades, yeah, we'll have the NFL back, um, football and all returning. So, yes, hopefully next week, <clears throat> pardon me, 
Next week, I've got Skeets coming on from the No Dunks podcast on The Athletic to chat to us about the NBA and being a Raptors fan. And obviously, he's been very vocal about what's been happening in America at the minute. And hopefully we can get um, more guests on to talk to, uh, talk to us about how it's been for them being in Ireland. Because yep. I think just before we finish, like one last point, if you think Ireland, North and South doesn't have a racial problem, your head's been up your hole for too long. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so, but Steve, thanks again for coming on as always um, to the Babble Screen. This is our show night, the Phil and Steve show. Um, so that was brilliant um folks as always you can catch everything across our platforms at the sports babble and any questions you have for this show or anything that we do um drop us an email at the sports babble at gmail.com i'm gonna put this show out on saturday morning we're recording this on friday morning and i'm gonna copy in a link to um how you can help with what's going on yeah. in america and how you can help black lives matter it's the black lives matter post um where you can t- petitions and donations all the sign and I just urge you, um, please help. Just get involved any way you can. All right, Steve, thanks again. Thanks for having me, Phil. Good luck.